Hey, you. Psst, psst. Yeah, you. Have you ever wanted to know the do's and don'ts of dating? Are you looking to make that career move and you're not sure how? Or are you just simply trying to spice things up in the bedroom? Well, I've got the answers and more. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Chicas Project Podcast with your host, Abigail Amengual. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Chica's Project Podcast. I am your host, Abigail Amengual. With me is my host, Ming Chen. Ming, what's going on? What's up, everybody? How oh, are you? I'm good. How are you? Um, I'm doing good. You're looking strong. Am I? Yeah. I um, I saw you did a workout yesterday. It was like like two pages long. Oh, my God. It was um, the worst. And today, too. I met with him today again. Wow. So it's working. I I, I think so. Um, uh, I'm, I'm, down- always, I'm always afraid you're going to hit me now. <laughs> Like just punch me. <laughs> I'm down a few pounds. So, you know, I'm really, really trying hard to like really lose this weight, get sexy for summer. You know, the pandem- pandemic came and I actually lost 15 pounds while we were on lockdown. But as soon as everything opened up, up, I yes. everything I gained it back. Okay. But I'm really trying to get really sexy for summer. So I was like, you know what? I need to, you know, share this story because I know there's a lot of women and men too who are trying to look good for summer and trying to like you know, lose the pandemic weight off because it's been two years. So I figured, why don't we bring on this guy that I've been following for a long time and he's going to be our guest today. Oh, and he's David. Hey, how you doing, guys? What's up? Well, so today our guest is David Lewis, who is the co-owner of Macrobytes. And for those who don't know Macrobytes, it's it's an amazing food prep uh, company. And uh, David is also a personal trainer, entrepreneur, and he's now a new Arthur. Right. Yeah. So we do macrobytes. We do uh, ready to eat meals. So we ship nationwide. So it comes to your house already prepared. You just have to throw it in the oven or throw it in a microwave. Um, And the food is not only healthy and nutritious, but amazing and good for you. You know, (laughs) so it's tasty, too. Tell us about like the beginning of before macrobytes. Like, tell us about yourself. How did from from back in your childhood to, to microbytes? How, how did you start? So it's, a, it's an interesting story, to be honest with you. Um, you know, it's not a conventional story to, you know, coming on a meal prep business, but, uh, you know, everything that I went through then kind of made me who I am now and made me able to do what I do now. So, uh, you know, I grew up on military installations. My dad was uh, in the Army, so we hopped around every year or two mm-hmm. to different places from everywhere from South Carolina, Virginia to Alaska to uh, North Carolina to Florida. And we ended up here in New Jersey when I was uh, about 12 years old over on Fort Monmouth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess this is kind of where the the story goes left a little bit. <laughs> uh, you know, if anybody's from around the area, you know, Fort Monmouth is just a, a bike ride down to the projects in Asbury. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was very attracted to that lifestyle and ended up uh, just being involved in the streets heavy. I won't stay too, uh, be too detailed about that, but uh, I did kind of make the wrong choices early, early in my early teenage years and started selling drugs, mm-hmm. using drugs, uh, and just do- being a overall bad guy, I guess you could say, um, and doing a lot of ignorant things that I shouldn't have had any business doing. Yeah. It's not like I needed to do it. No, I wasn't. We weren't going through extreme poverty. 
You know, it seemed I, the cool thing to do. Yeah, I was doing it just to, you know, for whatever reasons, but they weren't good reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not like I was hustling, selling drugs to put food on the table for my family. You know, we weren't in poverty. We lived on military base. <laughs> you know, we were okay. Yeah. Uh, but I was doing it anyway and ended up in prison for most of my early 20s. Uh, really? Can I ask how long? How many years? Uh, three and a half years. Oh, wow. So, and that's for, you know, I did that for growing weed and having a gun in the house. Uh, and weed is now legal now in our state, which is mind-blowing that I spent three years in prison for something that's legal now. Uh, but I discovered fitness while I was in prison. Uh, it was an outlet for me. I read a lot in prison, and I worked out a lot. And I started uh, learning a lot about the fitness industry uh, and macronutrients and nutrition, just, you know, how your body works and mm-hmm. how you wanted to, how you want to eat and stuff to look the way you want to look. Um, and that, you know, journey is what led to Macrobytes. Uh, and that's where it started was in prison because I wasn't really working out before then. So, and so I heard, I've heard this and I'm not sure if it's true. So I heard uh, from a lot of people because people that go, lo- get locked away, a lot of them, especially more men than women come out looking like 10 times better. Is it like, I heard that the, some of the gym equipment they have in prisons is better than the gym equipments we have. Well, I don't know. I don't think it's about the actual equipment because our well, you know our prison that we had uh they took all the free weights away uh so we had pull-up bars mm. and that's it um so mainly like body weight exercises yeah a lot of body weight exercises yeah, so the, and yeah plates and dumbbells uh they become projectiles and weapons. yeah exactly yeah, that's right, what happened so. some uh ma actually got killed because we were in the yard and there was a fight and somebody uh took beat, a free weight where was beating him with the free weights Oof. and he died uh so oh, wow they ended up taking all the free weights out of our prison um but still i think the why people come out of prison looking great is because you have time. You, you know, do. Time is your most valuable resource. And we spend a lot of time, you know, when you're free in the, in the real world, there's a lot of time for everything else besides that. When you're locked up, like, you you, got you, you have a bunch of time and you have, you know, what are you going to do with that time? Some people don't work out and some people don't read. Some people don't do, you know, beneficial things and they kind of squander away that time, you know, early in my journey, I just realized that I wanted to make use of these years that I'm going to be sitting here. You know, there are certain things you can do. You can read, you can work out. So why not, you know, live those out to their fullest and see what you can do with that. So where was your mindset when you got out? Like you went to prison, you just said you went to prison, you drug dealing, you had a gun in the house. So you, you know, you obviously kept to yourself in prison, tried to just, you know, make time of the time you had. But when you came out, how did you feel? Uh, I felt great for being free. You know, but I kind of realized that in that time, you know, you don't really mature. But you're you're not in the real world. You're in like this this system that is isn't how things are out here. So I've kind of felt like a kid, you know, at 23 years old, trying to move around and not really having a lot of the skills that are necessary to to succeed in the real world. You know, like you know, knowing how to articulate yourself properly or knowing how to communicate with bosses or, or you know, your coworkers and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, I was still wrapped up in the prison, you know, mindset where somebody talks to you wrong, you punch them in the face. Or, yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, and you have to be suspicious of everybody that you're, that you're around. You, you distrust everybody, you know. So I had to kind of unlearn all the prison stuff and, like, really learn some actual life skills to be successful. But, you know, at the very least, going through that process, it gave me uh, work ethic and, you know, I could uh, focus my attention on something for a long amount of time, which I didn't have before prison. 
you know. So when you came out, what did you want to do? Did you decide because you had spent so much time on nutrition and fitness that that's what you wanted to do? So, you know, I, I always uh, stay focused on fitness and nutrition, but I still had to make money, too. Uh, and that wasn't bringing in no money for me, <laughs> you know, yeah. trying to, you know, in that lifestyle. So my dad had a, a a job for me working where he was at, at a defense contracting company. So that's, you know, we're putting weapons on military vehicles, uh, different type of personnel equipment, putting fuel tanks on vehicles, stuff like that. Uh, and we were doing that overseas, you know, in Afghanistan, uh, mm-hmm. in Iraq, in uh, that UAE. Um and so I took that job, you know, because it was great money, you know, and that's kind of, you know, where my story, you know, goes up and down because mm-hmm. I got out of prison and got a great job because, you know, I had opportunities available to me. Okay. So, you know, I capitalized on those opportunities and went and got this great job, was overseas, got married during that time. You know, I had one of my beautiful children during that time, uh, but still mentally, I still wasn't all there yet. You know, I kind of got, you know, I gained some skills, but... wasn't your passion. It, it, that wasn't my passion. And especially because, you know, we were profiting off of wars pretty much. And that didn't kind of sit right with my values. You know, I'm anti-war. I'm real peaceful. I'm a peaceful mm-hmm. person. Uh, and even though it was putting money in my pocket, in the back of my mind, it was still like, damn, you know, I'm putting stuff on vehicles that's about to go kill people that could kill civilians, that could kill kids. And it didn't really feel that great to me but it is what it is you know it was a job you know (laughs) you gotta do what you gotta do were um were you working out during this time yeah i I stayed and i started uh you know i went and got my nasm uh certification to be a personal trainer during that time and was you know i had a couple of clients like on the side side hustle type of thing and was uh really like just trying to learn about different oh so you're training people too you started training at the same time even overseas like you know we I had the group of guys that were, you know, in the company with me. We used to go to the gym and, uh, you know, I kept up with the nutrition and, you know, all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Passed on your knowledge. Yeah, that's Okay, that's cool. So that was like kind of the the beginning of me starting to train. That was around 2015, uh, 2016 time. And, you know, through that, I kind of realized this, that's what I like to do. (laughs) You know, I like to watch people's you know, lives kind of change because yeah, of some advice them. that you gave them. You know, when you see people that might be, you know, upset by how they look and how they feel about their bodies and, you know, and being a part of changing all of that. Right. And you just like you're you're helping people live a better life. And that's very rewarding. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, it's cool. So um, when did you come up with the idea with Macrobytes? How did Macrobytes come about? So, you know, uh, when I got back from overseas and... Uh, you know, Obama was in office then, and he kind of shrunk a lot of defense contractors. All the people who were, you know, like, uh, making money off of the war yeah. kind of went away. And that the company I was working for, you know, vanished. So, so, and, you know, I tried to get a job doing the same thing, but I didn't have any degrees. You know, I'm a felon, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm black. So, I, it, yeah, it, th- those <laughs> are all factors that go against you, unfortunately, in, yeah, in so a world. I was I was unable to get another, even though I was overseas for you know a couple of years doing that work and was really good at it. I just couldn't get another. Even with references, it. even with references, it didn't matter. You don't have a degree; it's kind of hard to get those you know yeah. those type of jobs. So uh, I turned to the next thing I knew. You know, I can train people, and I'm already doing it now on a smaller scale. Uh, so let me 
you know, ramp that up. So I started focusing on that real heavy and I got good at it and I got a bunch of clients, but the money wasn't as good. Mm -hmm. Um, And while I was training people, I was, you know, cooking food for them too. Like some of the more busier people who didn't have time to cook for themselves, who couldn't make the food for the plans I was giving them. I started cooking for them and like meal prepping for them and just charging the fee for it. Where'd you learn how to cook? Uh, Everywhere, man. (laughs) My parents are, you know, they, uh, really were really harped on me being independent so uh they made sure I knew how to cook all the basic things yeah uh and then you know moving out of my house when I was 17 out of my parents house and moving to an apartment with you know one of my best friends who's one of the other co-owners of Macrobytes and even though we were you know selling drugs and doing a bunch of crazy stuff we were still by ourselves yeah and with no nobody to cook for us and (laughs) stuff (laughs) like that so I learned there and then there was actually a a culinary program in prison that I I joined oh really yeah oh that's Uh, awesome where we would cook in the ODR for like the COs and uh which was a good job because then you you know all the COs by name they know you you can get away with stuff you can like move (laughs) around the compound even when it's locked down like there's a lot of good stuff that yeah it's got to be good too you can't piss off the COs exactly that's that's the last people and it kind of gives you an in you know in that system so you know I I gravitated towards that and was good at it. So I got some skills there. Uh, So, yeah, that ended up with me cooking for, you know, the clients that I had. And then I started seeing companies uh, that were doing this and and making, you know, money doing it. I saw Eat Clean Bro pop up. I saw Mm -hmm. uh, Freshly and uh, Clean Eats. I just started seeing, you know, in that industry, a bunch of people doing the same thing that I was doing. So I just said, you know, why not me? Yeah. Why, why can't I do this too? I'm already doing it. <laughs> you know, I just have to put it all together. So you went from cooking for your clients and that's when you came up with the plan, like, let's do this a little more. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. You started popping out at places, right? Because if, I, if I'm if i correct, I believe I one of the first times I saw Macrobytes was at a table at the mall in front of GNC. Well, yeah. So, uh, you know, because I was already personal training and had a lot of connections with fitness industry people people who own gyms people who manage gncs and you know all of that uh it was easy for me to use that as a way to market the business i could make a call and say hey can i pop up here and with no cost to us they'd be like yeah and that's that was how we got a lot of our first you know initial customers and then also uh you know we were retailing the meals in gyms like i was able to convince these gym owners of these retro fitnesses and these la fitnesses uh to carry our product and you know that was a big thing for us because then you know a new relatively new company uh has the the clout and stain of look we, we we've got our meals in a, a la fitness mm-hmm. a retro fitness and you know a lot of the personal clubs too so uh it was kind of just leveraging the the relationships i have from personal training uh and that's what landed us doing pop-ups in the mall in front of gncs and all these different places uh, and it was, it's kind of like, you know how a rapper, when he first comes out, he hands out CDs out the back of his car. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. That's kind of what it felt like for us. Like, here, buy our food, taste it. It's good. <laughs> here, come, come, come to us. <laughs> yeah, so it's just, just good old fashioned hustle. Yeah. And, was, uh, you know, networking and uh, just being resourceful. Yeah. And, and, and asking. Exactly. And, and asking. And back then we didn't have, you know, our own kitchen. We were like, my friend Natalie, who owns Aries D Columbia and Bradley Beach, she was letting us amazing Colombian kitchen. food. Just saying, it, it's really good. It's really good. Uh, but she has a commercial kitchen, and you have to, in order to have a legitimate business, you have to be in a commercial kitchen yeah. that's you know health inspected and all these things. Uh, and she was willing to let us do that. And even when we didn't have any money to pay her, she let us do it. Uh, and you know, we didn't 
we didn't know where our customers were going to come from. So the pop-ups was just like, you know, every day, let's just go somewhere and set up and try to sell, sell yeah. this food <laughs> that we know how to make. Um, and it ended up, you know, building us a, a good base mm-hmm. so that even, when, you know, when the pandemic happened and, you know, all the gyms closed and we weren't able to retail our meals and gyms anymore, we still had people that wanted to support us. Yeah, we're doing home deliveries during yeah, that time. So and- in the beginning, it was just me and my two partners, Jared and Fritz, driving all the orders yeah. to people's houses. Uh, and all of, we started with Monmouth and Ocean County, and then we started doing all of New Jersey because we had markets like up in you know Jersey City, Hoboken, yeah. uh, which was a lot. It wasn't sustainable because you know yeah, it's an hour away. <laughs> that's you know, a lot of there, driving around. Hour back, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even for three of us, you know, you get you know fifty orders, and that becomes a whole day yep. too worth of just driving around. Uh, so after the pandemic happened, you know, we kind of shifted our model and ended up. Uh, figuring out how to keep our ready-to-eat meals fresh, like in the container, mm-hmm. uh, with insulation, and we just started using UPS, and now they get get the food to people who need it. Yeah, uh, which freed me and my other partners up to do different things, more things. You know. So for those who don't know, because so the the name of the company is Macro Bites. What is a macro? So a macro is just short for a macronutrient. Your macronutrients are your fats, proteins, and carbs. They're the three building blocks that everything comes from, just like, you know, fiber and sugar, they're Mm -hmm. carbs. So those three are your macros. And, you know, when you're training somebody or if you're worried about fitness, your macros have to be in the right ratio for whatever your goal is. Mm -hmm. If you want to gain weight, they have to be in a certain ratio. If you want to lose weight, they have to be in a certain ratio. Uh, And what we tried to do was make all of our meals – uh, be like a one-size-fits-all good ratio of what your protein, fats, and carbs should be. So they're properly portioned. Like, you're not going to get a meal that's, you know, three parts of carbs and only one part of protein. Yeah. You know, uh, which some milk, clean, healthy meal prep companies, you look at the actual food and you're like, you know, that's that's not right. That yeah. ratio is off. Uh, and there are, it's a lot of food. Yeah. So, you know, that's why you got to make sure that the ratio is right. So. Mm-hmm. That you can, you know, meet whatever goals that you're, you know, trying to meet. So, because uh, there's a myth, people think that carbs won't help you lose weight, but you actually need carbs. Yeah, you need you need all three of those: fats, all proteins, three. and carbs. And any diet that uh, takes one of those out completely, uh, it can work short term because you can not eat carbs for a few days and you'll lose weight just like that. Mm-hmm. But guess what? As soon as you eat carb again, you'll gain it all right back. <laughs> like the keto diet, everyone gained it back. S- yeah, exactly. So, you know, and that's those type of uh, diets, they serve their purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, I know we had a conversation about this before. That's where fasting, keto, uh, the Atkins diet, all these different things that, you know, there's a bunch of different types of diets that restrict something, whether it's just eating in general or a certain macro they take out completely. Um, and these are all short-term things for specific things that you should be doing. So, like, a bodybuilder might fast and go on keto. Uh, so what's your thought on fasting? My thought is that it should be saved for, you know, once you've already reached a baseline of, you know, your fitness and what you think where you should be, and you've, like, reached a plateau where you're not losing weight anymore, you're not making any gains anymore, mm. that's the time to try all the all the extra stuff like fasting. Okay. Uh, but before that, there should just be a consistency in eating, you know, the right amount of calories for whatever your goals are. So if you want to lose weight, you need to be eating less calories 
Okay. You know, or you know, using less calories than you're putting in, so you so you lose the weight. Uh, and if you can be consistent with that, you'll lose the weight. You don't need any extra anything. Uh, the all that extra stuff comes after you've already reached that level and you're like, okay, what's next? That's why bodybuilders do it a lot because they're already at their peak. And it's like, all right, how can I get that edge? And all right, well, here's fasting. Here's keto. Here's all these, you know, different things. But the average person who's just trying to lose weight or gain weight or, you know, gain some muscle or whatever, just stick with the basics. Okay. And be consistent with it. If you do it for months at a time, it will work. You know. So that being said, um, what are the best foods to get us into, let's say, our, 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 our summer body or our body that if we have a goal, most likely to lose weight? So I would say real foods, like even, you know, when you go out and eat and, you know, do your thing, uh, try to avoid anything processed, okay. any white sugar, any white carb, anything uh, that's been modified to where it doesn't look like its original state. Mm-hmm. So you want to eat vegetables, fruits, regular meats, or, you know, anything that's been processed means they've added stuff to it. And that stuff equals calories that your body can't use. That equals, you know, added weight and things that you don't want. Uh, you want to try to avoid like sugary drinks, uh, sodas, even alcohol that has sugary drinks in it. Alcohol already has calories in it, you know? Mm-hmm. Just drink shots if you want to drink. <laughs> just vodka, tequila. Just, you have to. Just straight. You have to. Yeah, if, was it? Uh, clear clear liquor. So that yeah. means we can still go out. We just only have to take shots. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, not, not like 15 shots, like one. Yeah, like and one or two. there's a in moderation. moderation. In moderation. And you can split. You can have your days. But as long as the majority of the time you're on what you're supposed to be on, you know, you'll see the results and you'll get what you want to get. And I know that's what everybody, that's why everybody reaches out to, you know, things like fasting and keto and like just like uh, more extreme types of diets because we're looking for something that'll change. Consistency will change. Mm -hmm. If you do something for, you know, even just 30 days. I've had clients that's, you know, lost 5, 10 pounds just off of 30 days of just eating strict. That's why I think. not even working out. You know, my ex-wife lost, you know, 20 pounds, didn't go to the gym once, not one time, just just off diet. I've always said that. I've always said that you lose weight faster when you eat right versus the gym because I worked out. I've been working out for a year consistently, I've, you know, without stopping. And I, for the long, up until this January when I was very strict, I maintained my weight. I never gained and I never lost either because I just wasn't eating right. Yeah, the food is, you know, I know people have heard it, you know, the food is most important, the gym, it's the truth. It like, really is. Like, with the food, everything else comes. Like, if you get the food right, then the working out is just that extra to take your, you know, that extra So life. here's my problem, and maybe you can help us out. What is, what is, what can we do for people who are always on the run, who don't have a set schedule? Unfortunately, I don't have a normal <laughs> nine to five. Ming doesn't have a normal nine to five. I'm always at, like, I, I, bar, I bartend. And we don't get breaks. Even when you do doubles, they might give you 10 minutes to go eat something. But I'm always on the run. And if, it, and if I'm not at work, I'm podcasting. I don't have a set schedule. I used to years ago before the pandemic. I don't anymore. So it's hard for me to go out and to, to have some type of meat. Like I can't sit at the bar with a meal and, and eat it. Um it's it's very hard and that's where I sometimes get into trouble because I just I'll go to I drive through, I'll get a snack. Sometimes I go to Chipotle because that's the healthiest and I'll get like the brown rice on the side. But even that that's like wasteful because I'm spending a lot of money on 
buying food instead of prepping. Right. So there is a lot of people who have different schedules. What can we do so that we continue to eat right? So we'll, even if our schedule changes, we still have something and we don't cheat ourselves. So, you know, a company like mine would be, <laughs> of course, <laughs> you know, a, yeah. big, a big help to somebody like you. But uh, also, you know, whatever company you use or whatever you prep for yourself, you know, there are some things that you don't have to heat up like salads and wraps uh, that you can consume that are in the right ratios that will still be good for your fitness. Uh, there are healthy snacks that you can use. Um, but also, you know, there might there comes a point where you know, you might have to have a lifestyle change. Sometimes you, if you want to be at a certain level physically, you can't be a bartender because you got to go sleep. Mm -hmm. you know? Sometimes if you want to look a certain way, you can't do certain things. Yeah. You know, when, you, when you're trying to, uh, you have a goal and you're trying to reach it, there's some things that don't coincide with that goal. And if one of your goals is health, fitness, longevity, and all of that stuff, the bartender lifestyle kind of doesn't, no mesh even if i sleep in the next morning i mean you can you can make up your sleep but it's not optimal no. you can you can make it work you can definitely make it work but humans are made to rise when the sun gets up and go to sleep when the sun goes down that and is if, true if you're living on that opposite schedule you're already it's like you can still be in the race but you're starting from behind you know? yeah you, you've got a leg down in the situation uh and that's why i think it's important to try to even if you you know i used to be a bartender and a server and you know, in the service industry. Uh, and I remember those getting home at 3 a.m. and still trying to do stuff during the day. Uh, and you will have to try to make up your sleep somewhere. You will have to cut off your phone, get the blackouts, and sleep during the, the middle of the day just to, you know, make sure your body's right. Mm -hmm. uh, but while you, you are out and about and you are living that lifestyle, ha having to not take hours of your day to go cook food and prepare it and put it in containers... Uh, that's important too, because you might not have enough left after all of that to, yeah. you know, to to do that. I um, yeah, I think you mentioned something that the important consistency, mm -hmm. like that lifestyle, hard to maintain consistency. It's for hard. sure. It's definitely that's, hard. You know, it was harder for me when I wasn't in that lifestyle anymore. It became a lot easier to maintain a body. You know. Yeah. <laughs> so. That is true. I could I could see that because the late the nights get get to you, and then like I I get off at ten, eleven o'clock, sometimes twelve. And I'm hungry because I've been on my feet for eight hours, but I have already eaten all my meals. And you don't want to eat again, but then you, you know. But you, but you do. But you do. But you do. <laughs> exactly. And that's where the, you know, trying to be consistent is hard because, you know, at the end of a shift, it's like, what are you going to do? Like, realistically, is it, you make it so much harder on yourself to try to stay on your goals because your lifestyle is making it hard, you know. <laughs> you're gonna want to cheat. You're gonna want to eat bad. You're gonna want to, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you've you've made made it to the point where your will willpower has to be astronomical to even just be regular. Uh, where I suppose if you didn't live that lifestyle, then you, your willpower may not have to be that high, you know. Now, now, um, I'm sorry. To um. Are there like the myths like don't eat after seven? Is that a fact? Like, does that really help you? I mean, it's, it depends on each individual person. Like, so let's say I could say that's you, but you're up, you know, at one, two in the morning. Mm -hmm. So how are you going to not eat after seven? That doesn't make sense. Uh, but the where that comes from is you don't want to have a, a stomach full of food when you go to sleep. Uh, but, you know you're not going to be sleeping during normal time. So that's arbitrary, you know, time doesn't apply to everybody. No, but 
true. You don't want to go to bed with a bunch of food in your stomach. You'll gain weight that way. That's okay. No matter what that time is, you know? <clears throat> so, yeah. So, so most likely, even if you work late, don't try not to eat a full, like, snack on something if you're hungry. Right. Or just have your, your, your dinner earlier mm-hmm. and, you know, rock out and go to sleep hungry. <laughs> have a big breakfast. <laughs> I have heard that sometimes when you're hungry, you're not actually hungry. You're thirsty. So if you hydrate yourself, you might feel that too, and that's a that's a one of the the pro tips, I guess, uh, for managing being on any type of weight loss diet. Drink mad water. Yeah. If your stomach's full of water, you ain't gonna be hungry because you know <laughs> drink excessive amounts to where you're just peeing all the time. And <laughs> for one, it lowers your body fat because all the water in between your muscle and your uh, you know and your bone and stuff goes away because your body knows it has so much water coming in. That you release all of that water, all all your water weight goes away when you drink a lot of water, uh, and then also it fills your stomach up, so you don't need as much food because your stomach's already full of water, and yeah, we're made of and, water. You know? and I think for the most part, you can never drink too much water. You can for the most yeah. part. It's, yeah, no, it's, it's the always elixir good for you. of life. Yeah. <laughs> so um, let's talk about workouts. I know obviously there's hundreds and hundreds of types of workouts, but like what are workouts? And usually when people are, are looking to lose weight, the first thing they target is their belly. What are like those really good workouts that will target the belly fat? So uh, anything that keeps your heart rate up uh, very high, even in a short amount of time, you know, I do uh, sessions with clients uh, and we do 30 minute sessions uh, and you know, they're losing 400, 500 calories during those sessions just because we keep the heart rate up. And you could do that by doing, like, intervals. So that's, like, let's say you have access to a treadmill or even just outside. You run really fast for an amount of time, Mm -hmm. and you run slow for a a little amount of time. So let's say one minute running really fast, sprinting as fast as you can go, then one minute walking fast. And then the two minutes sprinting as fast as you can go, then two minutes just walking fast. Uh, That allows you to have enough rest to keep going but keep your heart rate up high enough to where you're burning calories throughout that whole thing. Or circuits. So that's uh, like doing a series of exercises with no rest. Mm-hmm. So uh, whatever those exercises may be, like let's say you do 15 burpees, 15 mountain climbers, uh, some bench presses and some cable rows all in a row with no rest, and then you rest for 30 seconds and then you do it all over again. Uh, workouts like that are fast-paced. They keep your heart rate high enough to where you're burning calories throughout the whole thing uh what you don't want to do is the worst thing for like losing belly fat and if you're in the gym uh is doing a workout and standing around talking to your friends texting and you know uh where you're not really sweating your heart rate's not really up where you're just kind of working out you know but you're not really working <laughs> yeah, casually yeah you're doing more talking than working out yeah, it's so. just like a, you, you know. see that at the gym all the time all and you're time. waiting to use the machine and they're like texting on Somebody's the phone there. Like, come on and you know i'm not i'm not perfect i've been that corporate where i'm not really even into the workout that day and i'm just there just to be there yeah i'm supposed to be at the gym you know yeah <laughs> but you're not really there actually yes yesterday i watched a tiktok where this girl just snuck behind her boyfriend at the gym for 15 minutes she stood behind him and he was just texting <laughs> i i don't think I don't think it ended well. She was was just he like, texting her at least? No. Okay. Oh, no. That's not no. Good. That's and apparently not... he never went back to that gym ever again. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, high-intensity workouts. High-intensity like, yeah. workouts. Okay. High-intensity circuits and intervals are the best for losing belly, belly fat, definitely. So, high-intensity workouts. So, do you, you do 30 minutes on purpose or do you do full, full hour? Well, so I do offer full hours, but to keep the price low, a lot of clients like to do 30-minute sessions because, you know, in 30 minutes, I can 
give you a good workout to where you'll be losing weight or or gaining muscle, whatever you want to do. Uh, 30 seconds is enough time. All these extended two-hour, three-hour workouts is unnecessary. Who could do that? Ask any bodybuilder. A lot of professionals, people who work on their body for a living, that's their only thing, they work out for an hour max. And most of that hour is warm-up, stretching, and cool-down and stretching. The actual workout part. It's like 40 minutes. Yeah, it's 30 to 40 minutes. Yeah. Uh, So anybody who tells you any otherwise is just, you know, just feeding you stuff that isn't true. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know? Um, so in, um, interval training, you said intervals, circuits, circuits, um, natural foods, nothing processed. So you said no whites. So I'm guessing more brown, brown rice. So brown rice, sweet potato, whole whole wheat pasta, whole wheat pasta, fiber uh, stuff that, uh, uh, yeah, more fiber, less sugar. What kind of potatoes did you just say? Red potatoes, sweet potatoes. Okay. Uh, do you prefer white, white meats over red meats? So red meats, uh, the science says they're just not as good for you. They have a higher fat content. Uh, they have more cholesterol. What about your per your blood type? Yeah, and if you have like have high cholesterol or high blood pressure, you want to avoid red meats. Um, white, like poultry mm-hmm. uh, and some fish, have like the optimal protein. You know, with the branch chain amino acids and all of that stuff, are the you know the better for you. Uh, but you know, I like red meat. I like steak. You know, I like burgers. Yeah, I like that. So I'm not. Gonna I heard steak was good for type O blood. Cause I I, I just joined a, a gym many many years ago. I was 21, and our, the the nutrition he gave us was by our blood type. It does have an impact. Your genetics. Your genetics are the really the most. Cause I love type. steak. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of uh, want to give yeah, it up. I, I'm drooling over this New Orleans strip over I here, that Macrobytes it. Yeah. Uh, The New offering. Orleans strip is really it, good. It man. looks It's got amazing. that bourbon. We have our, our special sauce that hopefully we're trying to get it in retail uh, locations now. Yeah, man. MB sauce, man. Macrobytes yeah. sauce and yeah. the hot sauce. It's going to yeah. sw- sweep in the, the hot nation. sauce is delicious. I've Homemade Colombian hot sauce. So the From hot sauce is uh, uh, my friend Natalie, her restaurant, the one that she let us cook in her, her restaurant before. Uh, ah, it is de Colombia in Bradley Beach. See, uh, <laughs> we buy the hot sauce from her and bottle it. It's all her her grandma's, you know, original recipe still. Uh, so just imagine a boiler in the back whipping up a big pot of something good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what they got over there. And she's uh, allowed us to bottle it and sell it. So that's that's another thing, too, that I wanted to mention. Uh, you know, it's about your connections and the people around you, too. If I didn't have good people around me, I wouldn't have been where I am now. You know, yeah. I have people who looked out and helped and made sure I didn't fail, you know? Of course. So um, the foods, the workouts. So w- once we, we master this, because you said earlier when we were talking about fasting that you should really, until you have consistent good nutrition, you shouldn't really fast. Mm-hmm. So um, what can we do once we get to our goal weight to stay there? Because obviously every once in a while you want to go out, you want to drink, you want to splurge, you want to have a piece of chocolate cake. What can we do so we maintain the goal weight once we reach it? Because that's what happens. A lot of people kind of fall off and go go back. So here's the thing. Like after you reach, you know, a good baseline of where you want to be uh, physically and what you want your body to look like, it's hard to really go away from that. If you've spent years building what you have, then it's a night out or even a vacation in a couple weeks or even a couple months where you're not on point 
isn't going to make a huge difference as long as the majority of the time you're consistent with what got you there in the first place. Mm -hmm. If you can make, that's why it's all about your life. You have to change your life. You have to not be just, I'm trying to lose weight. You have to be a person who values fitness, who values, you know, that type of lifestyle. And if you do, then you'll be able to go out and, you know, do whatever you want, really. Uh, But because every other time that you're not doing that, you're on point. Uh, and that's why I say consistency is the biggest thing. And even me, I'm not on any type of diet plan right now. I'm not on any type of meal plan. I don't count my calories. I don't watch what I eat. I still look great. And I eat pretty much whatever I want, whenever I want. And that's because I spent years getting where I am now. I couldn't have done this, you know, live my life now, uh, you know, back when I first started because I hadn't put in that work yet. But after I got to a point of a certain point where I was, you know, considering being a bodybuilder and competing and all that stuff and then say, you know, no, that's not going to be the path I take. But I still want to look good. So mm-hmm. I'm still going to eat. No, I eat macro bites every day. That's <laughs> what I eat for lunch. Yeah, look, that's why it looks so good. Yeah. That's why it looks so awesome. <laughs> and, but then every once in a while, you know, I go out with my girl. We eat stuff all the time and I don't go to a restaurant and go, oh, I got to watch this and I can't eat that. Yeah, I just eat whatever I want to eat because yeah. I've already worked half of my life getting right. where I want to be. So I know a, a dinner is not going to mess it up because the next day I'm eating macrobites, yeah. <laughs> you know, and the next day after that, I'm I'm still in the gym. I'm still doing, you know, that yeah. work. And and that's because it's a lifestyle thing for me. I value it. So it's going to it's always going to be there. So I pretty much can do whatever I want because whatever I want isn't going to be something that's going to have me looking crazy because I don't want that no more. Is there a specific, um, because I know you talked about the macros, certain carbs, proteins, fats. Um, You said you don't count your calories. Before we get to the goal, is there a certain amount of calories we shouldn't take to get us to lose weight? So that's going to be specific (laughs) to each person. So every body. So I'll I'll take you through my process. I get a client. Mm -hmm. I immediately weigh, measure, get their body fat, their muscle percentage, get all their stats first, and then get their goals. All right, you're here where you want to be. Got Uh, it that's what determines because it's, it's all really just science like you take those numbers you put them in uh calculators that people smarter than me have already produced that are in the nasm book that are in any personal training or nutrition place you want to go to they are all that data is already there you put your numbers in it tells you what you're supposed to do and you follow that and then every week you you get weighed measured again and then you adjust the plan put the numbers back in and you know that's that's how you reach whatever your goal is going to be. So let's say you you want to lose what 50, 100 pounds, 20 pounds, whatever. Let's weigh you, measure you. All right, how fast do you want to lose it? You want to do it extremely? Do you have the time to to really uh buckle down and do that or do you want to do it more slowly? Whatever the case may be, that mm-hmm. determines what are those calories, what are those macros. And anybody selling you anything different uh they're selling you something a bulk thing that's not individualized, it's not tailored to you, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, because even, you know, diets where they restrict stuff and, you know, take stuff off, these are all just like big general things. What works for somebody is not going to work for you. We all have different genetics. Like we mentioned the blood type. We all have different everything. Mm -hmm. So your specific stuff has got to be your specific stuff. And that's why, you know, all my clients always lose weight and when they want to or always gain muscle when they want to or they always reach their goals because it's specific. It's just for them. Somebody else doesn't get the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so what? Oh, I just blinked. Um, because you said something that triggered a question. Big blank. Big blank. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? I'm running to the blank. Running to the blank with the moolah. 
<laughs> oh my god do you have a question because i completely i had a really good question uh, yeah yeah i do I, i'm going back to the business side is uh you know it's tough starting, starting a small business from scratch mm-hmm. and uh you know what's the toughest part been so far uh, I, I know there's been a I, lot of challenges. Uh, I don't know if you had to hire employees, you know, and, yes. and, and scaling growth. I guess, man, the biggest part that I had to learn was uh, figuring out what's important in business. Okay. Because uh, I was really attracted to, like, the marketing and the the Instagram. and how Yeah, yeah, that's how you get your word out, though. Yeah, you know, small you know, like, business, you, you don't yeah. want to get lost. And, and um, that was the, the biggest thing for right. me when really the most important thing is just the accounting, the numbers. <laughs> how much... Does it cost you to make what whatever you're selling? Right. And how much do you sell it at? Right. And what's left over? Do yeah. you have enough to pay your rent after that? Do you have enough to yeah. pay yourself, your employees? Right. If that's not, you know, if you're not focused on that alone at the beginning, you could do whatever. You know, when I first tried to do macrobytes and tried to do all this, I was so focused on everything else. I wasn't focused on the actual numbers and Hey, we got billboards and people see us. And we got a lot of followers. Yeah, Whoop great. Do, but, but then, like, wait, what? What's left? Yeah, exactly. yeah. What came in this month? What's going out? What's coming in? What's going out? That's the only thing that really matters. That is business. All the other stuff is just the theatrics around it. Right. The actual business itself is, you know, the 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 money and what's coming in, what's going out. And I think the hardest thing for for me it was, and for I'm sure for a lot of small businesses, is knowing what those numbers are because it's that's not the fun stuff that's not the fun part no no the Nobody fun part wants is to sit down in front of quickbooks all day right look, look at, at how much spreadsheets yeah it's that's the the i guess the annoying part of it but when you really get a handle of it like now for me that's not the annoying part i'm super excited about it because i've learned it and now i'm learning how right. to make it better and it's like oh i can scale this and make even more and i right. can do even more i can do all these things because yeah, yeah, we yeah. know what this you know the original stuff is right you know, this revenue stream's working this one maybe not so much right and then you can start building the marketing and business development and all that good stuff but that get the numbers down first uh and then i would say the other hardest part for us um was just being, you know, my business partners all went to prison also. You know, when we were younger, we all sold drugs together, yeah. in the streets together. Uh, and we were just in that lifestyle and trying to go from that lifestyle to the entrepreneur or lifestyle where you're trying to get loans and leases for buildings. Right, and, and you, they look at that. Yeah, and, and yeah, they tough. look at your record and you don't have a good credit score because you, you don't have any credit because you were in prison for years. Uh and then, you know, you look the way I look and you walk into a room and like I can see like people just look. And You're not the ideal candidate. Yeah. Like they say like, in banks. And, you know, it, it got to a point where, you know, my business partner's credits aren't as bad as mine. And we were applying for loans in their name and stuff. And we would get pre-approved and everything would be good. And it would come time to either we had to submit the ID online yeah. or go into the branch. And then all of a sudden. Yeah, we decided not to move forward, and it's like, all right. Yeah, I get, okay, I get it. But and you kind of feel like an outcast, like right. an outsider. Yeah, like, totally. You know, and other people who start businesses are like, yeah, you know, I went and did X, Y, and Z. Yeah, I got I got approved for this. And I was like, and we not. haven't been able to get that same type of stuff. Right. You know, we've just had to kind of. It's with, more of a fight. Yeah, with the, you know, we started our business with. You know, under a thousand dollars, which isn't. Oh, well, yeah, that's not a lot at all. It's not enough to start a business, no. really. And uh, you know, we couldn't pay ourselves for a year and some change. And mm-hmm. you know, it was just like uh, trying to go through all that and getting doors shut in our face all the time. And uh, you know, applying for grants and oh, you can't get this grant because you're a felon. Oh, you can't get this loan because you're a felon. It's just like, damn, man, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a little uh, discouraging. But you know, 
we stayed with it. And I think the fact that we did stay with it, you know, the media started getting, yep. uh, started noticing Caught wind, us. yeah. Uh, our loyal customers and word of mouth, you know, all of those things helped us to where we kind of didn't need all of that and we're still okay. Right. Uh, and because we didn't have all, the, all of that, I think it made us better, you know, because we didn't have the luxury of being bad at business, but because we have a bunch of money, we can just try things and hope they work. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, well, yeah. We had to make it work right. with, you know, what we had or else there wouldn't be, there would be no business. Yeah. You learn a lot from that for sure. Right. Definitely. So, so I remembered my question. Okay. Yay. What is your, what is, cause a lot of people want to, want to lose weight, but they don't want to put in the time and the effort and they want to lose it like that. What is a healthy uh, weight loss average? Like what's a healthy goal to lose per, per month, let's say. So per month, five pounds or less would be like a, a nice, steady, natural, sustainable pace. And maybe even, you know, under that, but you know, I'm big on, you know, you want to lose weight. You really don't want to lose weight. You want to lose body fat. Mm -hmm. You you don't uh, you want to look a certain way. And sometimes that doesn't correlate to pounds going off of a scale. But your body fat might decrease, but your weight stays the same because you gain muscle. You know, and you. Uh, so I try not to. But what for those people that have gained a significant amount of weight, 40, 50 pounds, they probably looked different. Right. And they want to look slimmer and petite. Right. So, you know, the start of all of that, you know, get on something consistent where you can lose five pounds a month. Okay. You can slowly get there. And then once you get there and you've lost a lot of your body fat, and but you probably lost a lot of muscle during that process, too. And now you're just light and skinny. Mm -hmm. Okay. But some people don't want to look like that either. Yeah. So, and then that's the time where you actually start building your body. That's when you start weight training and eating, which is the fun part, you eat food to gain weight, but mm -hmm. not, you know, not the bad weight. You eat food to gain good weight where you want it. And that's where the workouts come in because you focus on the areas that you want to change your body. Let's say you want a big butt <laughs> and you squats. focus on that and you do squats. squats and, you know, you do workouts that focus on making your glute look good. And while you're eating your macros in the right ratios to where it'll grow, you know, all that stuff will happen. Okay. So, like, um, what about... Um, so as we're losing weight, because I, I, I do a lot of, um, you know, free, free weights and also body weights that, you know, I, I use my body for a lot of the, I do squats, lunges, um, Russian twists, mountain, mountain climbers. So it's better to, because a lot of people have this theory that just do cardio for an hour, just get on the treadmill. They don't do a lot of weights. But if you do that, you're actually toning as you're losing. So you won't have all that flimsy, like loose skin. But if you do cardio at the same time as weight training, like if you if you do it just a lot of people will avoid weight training because they feel like they're gonna get all big and and just work on the cardio. Well, no, so weight, what tra I'm weight training doesn't make just make you big. Mm -hmm. Eat, eating food is what changes whatever you want to change. Like uh, you you gain muscle and weight by eating a lot of food. You lose weight by eating a little bit of food. Yeah, uh, the workouts in between should just be focused on your heart rate and cardio is a good way to keep your heart rate up but you can you know weight train and get the same heart rate as running on a treadmill it's just about how you approach it like if you're if you're walking around the gym and taking two minutes in between you set no you're not uh you're not going to be your heart rate's not going to be at a, a level where you'll be losing any weight but you know if you're doing circuits and you're constant you're constantly lifting weights and not taking any rest in between 
your heart rate will be up just the same as if you're doing cardio. It mm-hmm. is cardio, you know. Doing but it's okay training. to use weights not, yes. and not just focus on oh, yeah. the treadmill. Definitely, and it's uh, it's a little more fun anyway. Mm-hmm. It's good. To, there's way more things you could do with weights, uh, and it it adds variety into whatever you're trying to whatever workouts you're trying to do to keep your heart rate up. Uh, weights just adds a whole another dimension to it, you know. And you definitely you won't get too big just because you're lifting weights. No, you, you would get, have to you would have to feed yourself a certain amount to right, get big. Exactly, you yeah. won't do anything just by lifting weights or by yeah. working out in general. You could work out and not eat right and not yeah, it's not gonna nothing's gonna happen. Nothing will change. And to me, might be personally because I was that one that I thought to lose weight you only went on the bike or on the treadmill. Once I started actually working out the right way, I noticed that not only are you shrinking, but yeah, you're 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 starting to get a shape where. Before, when I was in high school, I was in sh- I was skinny. I was in shape, but I was all fat. So even though I was like 125, I was no muscular. Right. And now I'm trying to get to a certain weight, but look tone. Right. So I think the weights help you tonify as you go down. You'll burn fat and you'll tone yourself. Right. And I think that's where people get mixed up. They don't realize that you're not going to get bigger, but you're going to tone. And that's what you want. You want to be toned. Right. And you want your muscles to be working. If your muscles are working, then your body's working better. Like you you have better, you know, health in general. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. So <laughs> makes sense. You know, let's you work, work out. out. I, I I did. You know, my lifestyle. I you know, we, we were talking about, you know, lifestyle. You know, I don't stop. And um my lifestyle is very unhealthy right now. A lot is of traveling. Um, well, now you um, can try microbiotics. Unpredictable schedules. And, hey, well, um, listen, at least you, you're aware of it. Yeah. And you, oh, I'm very, I'm, and you seem like you're content and happy regardless. I am. But, you know, that being said, uh, you know, health is most important. Right, over so. over money, over you know status, over anything. If you don't have your health, you don't, none of that matters. Then, so. Especially as you're getting older, it's not even a yeah. joke. I mean, we're not... None of us are that old, but still. But your health is a a, a concern. Hey man, we're old enough. My my business partner Jared, his father just passed away uh, a couple years ago, and he wasn't. You know, he was in his fifties. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. my grandma passed. You know, I've had a bunch of people in my family pass just because they were obese, and it's just like this was preventable. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. You could have stopped this. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I don't know if you if you see this because I see this a lot. Now, it's not okay. Like, I see a lot of people skinny shame women, but you can't shame so. And I'm not saying you should shame them, but a woman that's overweight, they want to, they, they disguise it as I'm thick, but no, you're not healthy. If you're underweight, that's not healthy either. You shouldn't be too underweight and you shouldn't be too overweight because it's not healthy. If it was healthy, it wouldn't be an issue. Right. And now we're in a generation, we're in a situation where we, we can't say anything to anyone. And I, I mean, you can't go out to somebody you don't know, but a family member, a child or anything because it's considered fat shaming. Right. But in reality, it's no, you're slowly going to kill yourself. Right. And there's a there's a fine line between just loving your body and doing what you want and it affecting your health and exactly. it costing you and everybody else money because you, you know, you choose to live a certain way uh and i think a lot of the um you know people use the you know body positive you know i'm i'm how i am and i love it as a shield for i'm lazy i don't feel like working out i don't feel like eating right and now i'm obese and my heart's working way harder than it needs to to just keep me alive on a regular day and i probably will pass away 10 20 years before i'm even due to just because i was eating bad the whole time and I don't think that's okay. You know, we should all strive to at least be uh, 
in the health range. You don't have to be a bodybuilder, but right, it's all and that's all determined by science. So yeah, and that's the yeah. scientific <laughs> thing. It's not yeah. a a personal choice right. and you know a, an opinion. You know, if your heart's working too hard for for your body, it's gonna not right. give that, up. That, that's measurable. Up. You know, high <laughs> blood pressure, whatever. These are measurable numbers. So yeah, exactly. I hear you. I hear you. Are, are you still meal prepping now, personally? Oh, no, I I eat macrobites. Okay, so it's already okay. It's part of your your business, and it makes it easy. Like me and my girl, we both eat uh, macrobites because you know I I'm super busy. I have calls all throughout the day. I'm driving here, driving there, uh, and having something I know is healthy. Yeah. always around is you know like I said, it's a lifestyle choice. You know, I could not eat macrobites and when i'm out and all right now it's it's 12 30 i'm hungry right well there's a mcdonald's there i guess i'll go there yeah you know and as opposed to i have something to eat this Let is me just this, stop and warm it up this is way better i think this is great um i'm looking through meals uh, is there one that's been maybe more popular than the others so our most popular dish is the lemon chick pick that's the uh, okay. chicken breast with the lemon mixed vegetables and penne whole grain penne pasta uh, I guess because chicken is a uh, you know the most popular protein. Right, like so, everyone eats chicken. Yeah, so, so we the sell most, most of that, and then right behind that is the steak meal. Uh, and then we do have a bunch of vegan options. Um, and our lemon zest tofu is the most wow, popular. Looks vegan awesome. One. Um, that's with the whole grain rice and the broccoli. Uh, and then the glazed portobello bowl is. The, that's all, that looks awesome too. The second most popular vegan item. That looks um, awesome. Um, in addition to shipping, like where around here in like Monmouth Ocean County, uh, where can we get it? You know, if I wanted to zip out and get one. Well, that's um, what I was going to ask. So oh. you have a location. So tell us how that came about and where the location is. Yeah. So we uh, opened a storefront, twelve on one Springwood Ave in Asbury Park, New Jersey. Uh, we opened that last uh, in on Martin Luther King Day of last year. So not this one that just passed. Two thousand twenty one. Yeah, 2021, the one before that. Um, and uh, that came about because the people who own that building, uh, Interfaith Neighbors, they're a nonprofit uh, that reached out to us because they had a cafe in that same location. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was called the Kula Cafe. They closed down after the pandemic. They were looking for something to, to do with that space. They saw our story in Asbury Park Press you know, in 2020 and was like, hey, this might be a good fit. Uh, you know, I immediately walked in and said, oh, we can't afford this. You know? <laughs> it's a nice location. <laughs> it's a nice location. But, uh, you know, and because they're a nonprofit and our story and what we're about kind of fits what they're about, too. Uh, they gave us a break on the rent. They gave it to us below market rate, uh, which was huge for us, which, you know, yeah. especially, excuse me, especially in the beginning. Um, and we took that space and converted it into a healthy marketplace where, uh, we have like produce and uh, other grocery items. Our grab and go meals are there, uh, but we also carry a lot of other uh, health and wellness products that are all either local, women-owned, or Black-owned businesses or minority-owned businesses, and uh, just otherwise other businesses that might not have a chance to retail mm-hmm. in another location, a bigger location. We, we you know we provide that opportunity for them to, for them to get their products out. Um, and then uh, we also have a full service restaurant in that location also. So dine in, take out, um, uh, cook to order, bigger portions so it's not just the meal prep stuff. Uh, and we have a bunch of different things there. And, you know, I'm really proud of it. And I'm, it's really a significant thing because uh, it's right in the middle of uh, – 
the west side of Asbury Park, which traditionally with all that development going on at Asbury Park's kind of been uh overlooked and mm-hmm. uh you know, it's still the projects are still right there and all those people are still right there and mm-hmm. they get to they have somewhere that's in walking distance that's healthy. Where else can you go around there that's healthy? That's in walking distance. No. You can get chicken, you can get pizza, you can Hell get, yeah. You can go to the liquor store. Uh, you can get drugs. You can get a lot of things in walking distance in Asbury Park, and you know, healthy, nutritious meal preps isn't one of them. And we provided that to the community, so I think it's a huge deal. So let me ask you this, because I'm at, as I'm looking at the store, I'm gonna stop by. So do all your meals come with these nutrition cards. So that's the actual uh, nut- the meal itself, um, and they come uh, sealed in in that container that you're looking at there. Um, oh, this is the, the yeah. that's just the outside of the container, the wrap for it. And it comes with these numbers. Yeah. So it tells you uh, okay. all the, the macros, the protein, fat, and that's carbs awesome. are right on the front. Uh, that's what I love because um, a lot of, the, like I said, a lot of other uh, meal preps companies, they have too much food. You can't finish it. Then, then sometimes you don't finish it, and then you're wasting because when they, by the time they deliver it, they only give you a day or so to, to eat it before it goes bad. Um, yeah, so our, our meals are also uh, good in the freezer, and you know they're they're good for seven days fresh, but they're up to six months in the freezer because of the uh, vacuum system seal that we use. That's awesome. Um, and uh, they taste damn good right out of the freezer into the microwave or into the to the oven you know i've done it myself uh so you can keep a lot of them on you at once so i was going to ask us see you have a vegan meal one of my goals in the beginning of january and once i went to the supermarket i kind of changed my mind i was trying to go power plant uh power based uh power plant based Mm -hmm. just because i noticed like i said i the everyone says the workout is harder for me what's harder is nutrition especially when i don't have a set schedule like i said before um but I noticed that a lot of power, uh, a lot of plant-based products is just h- as high in fat and, and calories, and it's really not healthy. Right. So uh, you have to be careful because, you know, now that being a vegan has been a popular thing, mm-hmm. a lot of the same companies that are selling you uh, Twinkies are now making vegan Twinkies. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, whatever the case may be. Yeah, I think people forget sugar is vegan, my friends. Yeah, yeah like, exactly. And just because it's <laughs> vegan doesn't mean it's healthy. You know, okay. A lot of vegan foods are deep fried in, you know, oil and uh a vegetable oil but it's still fried so it's soaked in fat uh and processed they've removed things they've added things uh so i guess the best the most healthiest type of vegan to be would be a raw vegan so like our glazed portobello bowl it's a portobello mushroom cap you know black beans uh tomatoes red onions whole grain rice and spinach these are all just real foods yeah real regular foods that haven't been processed and and altered and you know uh and meddled with that make them unhealthy and a lot of vegan things are like a quick you know pop it in the microwave and you know but it's been uh it's been messed with and it's not as nutritious anymore and it still isn't uh just because it's vegan doesn't mean it's healthy it just doesn't have animals products that's all it means you can have healthy, not animal products, and you can have unhealthy, not animal products. Just like you can have healthy chicken and unhealthy chicken, or you know. And 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 that's and that's what I I think people get confused because I didn't realize that until I went and because I go now, especially now that I'm more focused on what I put in my body, I read the back of nutrition labels, and you're like, well, wait a minute, what's the difference between this and 
actual meat or actual dairy or you know what yeah. I mean. There, there's not much. No, especially when it's not uh, not healthy stuff in this process. This, you know what? I, this taco bowl looks really good. It's up my alley. <laughs> the speaking that's speaking to you. Hey, yeah, that's good. And it, uh, that's one of the ones that doesn't need to be heated up because it's a salad. Yeah. You know, we have the chicken breast over the arugula with the shredded cheese. Yeah. Where's red that? Onion. Oh, oh, this, this one. Yeah, with the red onions, red peppers, uh, tomatoes. With that, Aries de Colombia hot sauce and sour cream is really good. Mm -hmm. And it's all in the right portion, so you're not getting too much, so it's un it doesn't become an unhealthy. It's a taco that you can have that's actually healthy for you. It's good. That one's speaking to you. Yeah. I, I, and the and the and the chicken piccata too. That's amazing. Are you working any other dishes? Are you actively developing yeah, so new dishes? Actually, just uh, coming up next, this m Monday, uh, uh, my partner Jarrett, he's uh, he handles a lot of the recipes okay. and the meal creation, and he's come up with a lot of new awesome stuff that we're gonna be releasing soon. Um, so stay tuned, look at the website, you'll see it, you'll see it. You got the soups? Oh my god, apple butternut squash soup. That sounds amazing. <laughs> I love squash soup. That's good. Um, okay, so do you have any up? Uh, you know, any future goals or accomplishments? accomplishments that you want to see come true or any upcoming projects that you want to talk about here well so i did just write a book uh what's the I, name of the book it's called adapt to win okay uh, and it's uh pretty much you know telling you about uh i just told you about my life and all the stuff that i went through um and uh went from being you know a drug addict and drug dealer to you know doing what i'm doing now um and it it took you know a lot of self-reflection uh and i kind of packaged everything i learned in the just three easy steps that somebody uh that might be in prison like i was or uh that is just maybe going through hard times uh can look at and um kind of know how to live their life in a better way uh, how to make these lifestyle changes because we've talked about a lot of just in this episode, you know, it's a lifestyle change, but you know, changing your life is hard work. <laughs> it's it not is. Some, it's not some easy thing that you just <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, snap your fingers. Uh, All right, you're good. Uh, and what I do in my book is use my experiences to try to show you uh, how I was able to do it for me and how I've, you know, been able to help people around me uh, by just going through, you know, three simple steps. You know, you see stuff. Uh, you act on it and you reflect on it. And the, the seeing part is uh, kind of being honest with yourself, looking at yourself, knowing uh, when you uh, go through a situation. Sometimes it's not always everybody else's fault. Sometimes it's you. Sometimes what you're doing is the what's the catalyst for whatever negative is happening in your life. And as humans, it's hard for us to see that, you know, it's not every boyfriend and every girlfriend I've had. It's not everybody I meet that I have a problem with. It's how I am to all these other people. Mm -hmm. uh, and learning how to have that self-talk with yourself and go through those steps in your head helps you realize it and change it. And then when you change it, you can act on it. And then after you've acted on it, you know, you can reflect on it and see how you can do better or what, what other different things you can change. Uh, so pretty much I took that whole concept and uh, I drew a lot from a lot of books I read while I was in prison and... You know, I'm a big self-help book reader, uh, so, you know, I read one of those almost every week, and so I gain a lot of knowledge about what other, you know, smarter people than me have already uh, done the science on and figured out, and I put a lot of that stuff in this book. Uh, but I also, you know, kind of touched on uh, a lot of personal things that I went through, a lot of mistakes I made, and uh, just 
a lot of the things that I was doing, you know, in my former life that kind of helped me get to where I am now because now I can look back and see, you know, see that that stuff for what it was and take the lessons from it and use it to to get better now today. Uh and yeah, that's what the the book is all about. So if you're interested, it's on Amazon right now for pre-orders. It releases officially on uh July 3rd of this year, which is my birthday also. So no, I cool. decided Happy to birthday. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Know, now you're you're reading books, now you're writing books. Right. And, that, and was, now that you're was inspiring people. And it was kind of uh weird for me because it's like uh, now I knew I wanted to do it, but I had a lot of self doubt and a lot of like, who are you? You, you can't write a book, <laughs> you yeah. know. A lot of that talk going on. Uh, but then you know, I took a step back and looked at my life and looked at the people around me, yeah. and I really changed people's lives around me. You know, my business partners too. They were kind of on the same yep. negative track, and it, uh, you know, us having these conversations, some of the same content that I put in the book, uh, allowed us to change who we were and change our lifestyles and that takes work and takes effort and uh i tried to package that in a nice uh nice book for yeah that's awesome um and it was very therapeutic for me too because i had to and still do since i wrote this book now i have to live by all this stuff that i wrote or i don't feel right it doesn't sit right within myself so it's made me a better person because now in any situation you know, I'm not Dave, the drug dealer, the drug user anymore. I'm Dave, the entrepreneur, right. the the author, <laughs> the business person. So I have to move accordingly, right? Which helps. <laughs> so, um, shout out uh, if you where people can follow Macrobytes on either social media or their website, so they can hear about it. Um, it's at 1201 Springwood Avenue in Asbury Park. Yes, and uh, our Instagram is uh, at underscore Macrobytes. M A C R O B I T E S. Uh, macrobytes.com our facebook is macrobytes um if you just search macrobytes in google a bunch of stuff will pop up you can see all the press that we've done uh and um and uh adapt to win is going to come out july 3rd it's you can order it um on kindle and hard copy right right so you can uh when it releases the hard copy and paperback will be available uh Put your pre-order in now. If you even if you don't have a, a Kindle, you can still look at it on your phone if you want. If you pre-order, and it makes a difference in the algorithm as to where our book like lands on the bestsellers list and yeah. all that stuff before release. <laughs> yep. Even if you just open like what you're doing now and you just click it and open it up, that mm-hmm. makes a difference. So go search Adapt to Win in Google and just click on it. Even if you don't want to spend the the nine ninety nine to buy buy the actual book, it'll still help. Uh, and I think it might actually help a lot of people. If somebody like me can change my life around, you know, I think it could be possible for anybody, really. Yeah, for sure. Are you still training people as well? Yeah, definitely. So I have a, a smaller uh, client list right now uh, just because. Yeah, you I'm, got a lot going on. I'm doing a lot of stuff. So And I like to, you know, I like to be successful in, you know, the stuff that I'm doing. Right. So I don't want to take on too many clients. Okay. And, but I do have two open slots right now. Uh, okay, how do we uh, contact you uh, for so that? So you can reach out to me on uh, my Instagram. It's at uh, dlew.fit, D-L-E-W dot F-I-T. Okay, uh, cool. And you can just DM me, and that's how I get most of my clients. Amazing. Um, so what is your message to the younger generation? Um, surround yourself with good people. If I wasn't around, if I didn't have a good family, I come from a good family, and even though I strayed away from whatever they tried to teach me, I still had them throughout my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's other people, 
uh, friends and just genuinely good people that uh, will help you and will help you be a better person. Um, so make sure you're surrounding yourself with the people who emulate what you want to be and what your goals are. Uh, don't give up. Life happens, and, you know, we we can't give up just because something bad happens. We have to keep pushing and keep grinding. Um, but basically, I really want the youth to know that your surroundings and who you're around makes a huge impact on how you're going to be. If you're around a bunch of people that gossip about people all day and talk about a bunch of nonsense, you're just going to be one of those people. Uh, if you're around a bunch of people who get money all day and are entrepreneurs uh, or around people who have good values, who uh, motivate you to be better, who don't who hold you accountable, who don't let you do some, you know, some nut shit and just act like it's OK, <laughs> uh, you know, you have to surround yourself with good people. If you figure that out early, you'll be in a good position to live your life. You know, that's true. How you act is what you attract. Yeah, how you act is what you attract. Well said, my friend. So am I going to see you training anytime soon, Ming? I, if, I, if I can actually find some time, yes. But uh, what you will be seeing me is eating microbites. So oh, that, my God. I'll, I'll take like that as a first that. step. You know, that, that's the first step of the journey. So uh, the food looks amazing. Hey, even if you're not into, like, healthy food or anything like that, the food still tastes amazing. Uh, even if it's low sodium and all that good stuff, it's... It, you know, we put a lot of time into making yeah, sure the food tastes good. It looks like it. Uh, and you can order by the pound, too. Yeah, and you can order food by the pound. Like, if you uh, if you want to meal prep it yourself but just want it all cooked for you, you can get all the proteins and all of that good stuff. And you have wraps, too? Yeah, we have wraps. Uh, oh. <laughs> see, you have to—I got to keep, keep clicking through the pages because I didn't even see oh, Somebody's that. excited. I yeah, love rap. You got to come out to Asbury. Like it's a whole vibe. Whole I I live I live right there. I live at the so end. Yeah, of we're not we're not up. far at all. You got to pull up. It's a it's a good experience in there too. Uh, it's we try to be focused on our community and uh, you know making sure people have a good experience when they come into our building. So I'll, hopefully I see you guys there. Tell everybody you know to come. Hell, absolutely. Uh, and you know I don't want to. Before we end this, I don't want to uh, glance over the fact that, you know, we give out free food every day from our store, uh, free meals to anybody who are who's in need, who, um, who that's lovely, who could just be hungry, um, and it's not easy to do. And we had nonprofits supporting that effort before, and they aren't right now. And no. We're still doing it. Uh, so any money that you spend with us goes towards helping that. Okay, that's of feeding that's people awesome. for free that may that may need it. You know. So, I definitely want to try this. Um, I like the I like that you guys have the wraps because not you have what, what I like about you guys. You guys have different. You have soups. You have wraps, and the wraps especially are good for me and for people on the go because mm -hmm. a wrap you can eat in the car. You know, um, some of the you can leave a meal for maybe when you come home, but then you have a wrap to take with you. Right. Um, and like you have some of the uh, some of the choices like the taco salad bowl where you don't have to heat it up because who really. When you have a, a, a grilled chicken salad, for example, you don't really heat up the no. chicken. Mm -hmm. um, and the portobello, also, the vegan meal, that doesn't have to be heated up. So I do like that you have those options. Definitely. Anything you want to add? Uh, no, I'm going to Asbury like today. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I got to pick some of this. Up. It looks amazing. I'll be there later. I'm so happy. Thank you so much for coming on. I was so excited yeah, to meet you. you. I've follow, been following you for a long time, and I was really inspired by your story. And I, I, you know, in 
your business and how you guys got this started. And not only that, it's just me being Hispanic, being a minority. You guys are the only black-owned meal prep in New Jersey. I think so. I, I know we were when... Uh you know, a year ago or whatever. And we are definitely the first black-owned company to ship, uh, ready-to-eat meal company to ship nationwide. Um, how many Mexico. states? Uh, 48, so to all the continental U.S. Alaska and Hawaii. Hawaii. We can ship it there. It'll just cost the customer, you know, $200. Yeah. So we, <laughs> well, logistically a little harder. So all nationwide. Still nationwide, yes. though, across the whole nation, all 48. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, which is a big accomplishment for us, you know. And we were the first black-owned, healthy uh, spot in Asbury Park, too. You know, we're we're doing a lot of the firsts in our kind. <laughs> you know? And I think that helps you guys, too, because a lot of people pick up. Yeah, definitely. Amazing. All right, guys. Well, this is – I've been – so excited for this episode. I think it's such a great one. And a lot of people who are trying to get summer, slim down, get sexy, here are your tips. Go do it. It's possible. Go um, on macrobites.com, order your meals, and, you know, um, give them a follow. Get the book, Adapt to Win, A Guide to Finding True Happiness by Using Your Experience. Adapt. It's on Amazon. You can pre-order it now on Kindle. It'll come out on July 3rd. And, yeah. Thank you so much, David. Thank Order you. macrobites, buy the book. <laughs> <laughs>